Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle, huddle, up, huddle, up, huddle up. on Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to the latest edition of the Giants huddle podcast. Lance Meadow with you as we are continuing to analyze the 2022 draft class. And the Giants selected 11 players this year. And with their lone sixth round pick, they took Cincinnati linebacker Darian Beavers. And to get more into Beavers and what he'll bring to the Giants, we are now joined by the head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats, none other than Luke Fickle. Coach, Lance Meadow here, greatly appreciate the time. Let's start with a player who interestingly began his career at UConn and then transferred to Cincinnati and played the last three seasons there. What was appealing about Beavers that when you brought him over, you said this is going to be a player that we could certainly tap into his variety of skill set to make an impact within the Cincinnati defense? Well, thanks for having me, Lance. Uh, I love talking about our guys. Uh, Beavers, obviously, in particular. But, um, you know, it's it's so unique. We, we missed him coming out of high school, to be honest with you. He was about a six-foot, 380-pound safety. And, um, you know, it was our first year here. So I don't know that we did a great job at recognizing some of the kids in the area and, and having any opportunity to work with them. Um, so I think that was probably the big thing. And he went to UConn, and I remember that uh, when we played him in year one, he was starting as a true freshman. Uh, at actually at linebacker. And then at year two, he started for him at defensive end and uh, was a good player on a team that, you know, obviously struggled a bit. And uh, so for us, we had, we had probably four or five guys from his high school over those first two and a half years that we had recruited. And it just became unique that he had a connection with those guys and we were starting to have success. And I think that, you know, he was struggling a little bit at UConn that uh, he had an opportunity to come back. And this was before the portal and, you know, he kind of had to go through a little bit of a waiver process to play. And, you know, what was he? We, I, I don't know that we really knew. And uh, that's why I'm, I'm happy to say that uh, had he not been maybe from the area, had he not been from Cincinnati and not had a bunch of guys on his team that, you know, kind of knew him pretty well, I, I don't know if we'd have taken um, the chance on him. And, and if there was still a portal at that time, I don't know that we wouldn't have thought maybe there was something else out there better. But uh, we were pleasantly surprised to have him and then to see how he grew over a three-year period. Well, speaking of how he grew, let's take that to a literal definition because, Coach, from what I understand, when he was a junior in high school to the time he was a senior with you, he added about 100 pounds. (laughs) So, I mean, that's unbelievable in terms of the transformation of a body. What do you attribute to your own training staff to get him to that point, and why was that so important? Well, I, I think that all those guys, as they kind of develop in their bodies and their 18-year-old kids, as they kind of grow into being a man, 
Um, even when he came back to us, I still think he was like a 230 pound guy. And, um, you know, I think three years in the program, really, if you ask us what the strength of our program is, it starts downstairs in our strength program and not just lifting weights, but obviously transforming the mind and understanding how important that is to becoming a better football player for health and a lot of other reasons. And, uh, it probably took a year just to buy into the different way that we have done things that maybe he had done them, um, when he was at UConn. And not saying who's is better, but the reality is just, you know, that emphasis on if you want to be a pro, there's a lot of things you got to do. And changing your body was a big part of, you know, for Darian in particular, um, just strength and sheer ability to, you know, be able to play whether we played 14 games. And if you want to take that leap to the next level, I mean, you're talking 18 games and a, a lot longer season. And so really he kind of bought in. Um, and in particular, this last year, it, it did a lot of different things to, to continue to enhance and change uh, his body. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, and speaking of the 2021 season, this was a career year for him in terms of statistical production. So what did you see the leap that he made, Coach, specifically into the 2021 season? Clearly, you had an awful lot of talent on Cincinnati because a boatload of them got drafted. But what was in particular that stood out to you about 2021? Well, I, I would bring it just back real quick to, to the 2020 when when I kind of recognized that he wanted to truly be a pro. Everybody, I tell everybody's got a dream to be a pro, right? There's only a few guys that have the actual passion to be a pro. And he kind of made that transformation, I think, in 2020 when he sat down with us and talked to us about possibly redshirting in 2020, knowing that he had a passion to play at the next level. And he realized the gap that he had to make up. And um, the good fortune is with the COVID stuff, they kind of said that everybody was going to have another year. So he was able to play the whole 2020 season, but it really kind of showed me like he's willing and ready to take that next step to being a pro because he's got a passion to play at the next level. And I think it really showed this past year and his ability to play every snap, his ability to play, you know, as a third down rush guy, as a, as a first and second down guy inside the box um, when actually his strength might be a little bit more of being an edge guy and be really, really good in pass coverage. So the evolution of where he came from as a safety to a linebacker to a defensive end back into, you know, a real kind of hybrid player. Um, it all kind of come to me 
kind of full circle when he kind of made that decision that he's got a passion to be able to play at the next level. Don't miss your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giants games and world-class concerts in 2022 as a Giants suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash suites for more information. I'm glad you brought up the versatility component because when Giants GM Joe Shane spoke to the media coach after they drafted him, they said, from what they've seen on film and how they've analyzed him, they look at him as somebody that doesn't have a lot of restraints on his play, meaning they can play him inside. They can play him outside. They really like the idea of tapping in to his varied skill set. So from a coaching perspective, how do you walk that fine line of not overwhelming a player, despite the fact that he can be used in so many different ways? Well, the good news is I think they go Thursday to start. They'll get a, a good concept of you know where he is mentally. I think he's a really intelligent football player. Um, he's a smart kid, you know, and you always kind of worry about the jack of all trades, the master of none at times, but I'm sure they'll get a good feel for, you know, how well he can handle some things and then where, you know, kind of is the best fit for not just a position, but how much he can handle because you're right. He, he can be a guy that can be a really good edge and, and a rush guy, but I think where he's going to grow even more at the, at the pro level is, be a really, really good pass defender in a passing league um, that maybe he wasn't challenged as much in college and in our system um, as he will be at the next level. And I think that's where he'll excel. Well, I think that also goes into the intelligence of a player, which is what you're alluding to. And when he spoke to the reporters in the New York media market, he emphasized when he was asked, what do you think is most appealing about your play? Coach, he said, my intelligence. So I'm clearly he thinks very highly of himself in terms of taking on a lot but I'm sure you were exposed to that in terms of having the confidence to play him in a variety of different yeah. positions. And that's where the, the, the next step came in his, this past year, when you could see the, the passion to play at the next level. <clears throat> that's when he took a little bit more serious on changing his body. It's when he took it a little bit more serious about not just letting his physical attributes, you know, speak for him because he had those natural abilities, but, you know, taking that next step to understand. And we played him as an inside linebacker. We played him down as an outside guy. And then we played him in some different pass schemes. Um, and that was on purpose to challenge him a little bit more mentally uh, because he always kept saying, I got a passion to play at the next level. So I felt like it was our obligation to continue to try to give him all those things uh, to prepare him for that. And on the topic of putting a lot of things on his plate, when you're a sixth-round pick in the NFL, normally special teams is a requirement, Coach, right? Especially if you want to get on the field. He had mentioned that he had been exposed to a lot of different facets of special teams. How did you utilize him in that category, and why does his skill set perhaps on defense translate well over to that area? Well, we all know, unless you're you know, a day-one starter, one of the real, real dudes, I mean – you better make it on special teams. And uh, we emphasize that in our program. Um, if you're not starting on the punt team, you're probably, for us, you're probably maybe not a guy that we, we trust quite as well. Um, being a former linebacker coach, uh, if the whole punt team wasn't all linebackers, I wasn't going to be real happy. Uh, <laughs> so he was obviously a guy that for two years started for us on the punt team, which is, you know, as high as you can get on, on, on our program. So he understands the importance of it. He has done it. He's been very good at it. Uh, so when he, when he realizes as you, you go to camp that the best way to, to be able to make that team and be able to excel uh, is on the special teams, he'll have a lot of, a lot of things that he's already done now. Um, for us, he wasn't on maybe all three, but for us, starters are never going to be more on more than one or two. 
uh, but they have to be on at least one. And uh, the ones we trust the most are going to be the ones that are going to be on the punt team. And he's, he's been there for two years. And it's understandable when they take on a larger role on defense, you want to make sure that you're not overwhelming them in terms of snap count. And that brings me to, from what I understand, when he came over in 2019, he played through a shoulder injury, which I think speaks volumes of his toughness. And you talked about availability, durability is so important, and that was appealing. But what did you learn about him, perhaps, Coach, when he first came over and the fact that he was willing to stay out on the field and give it his all, even though he wasn't necessarily 100% healthy? Well, I mean, you, you never know those things when, when you first get a guy. And, and when they're young, you sometimes got to push them and push them and push them. And, you know, to the point where it, there's a balance, we understand that. But when you don't know them, and then as he grew, obviously after that first year, realizing he's playing through pain, um, then it became, hey, okay, now you're going into that pro category. Now we want you to be smart about your body. Now you got to you got to tell us. So that helps us in us growing that maturity. Hopefully that they go into that next level. They understand, you know, once people you know, trust you and respect you enough, they, they want you to communicate with them. So it was great to see him be able to push through some injuries as a young guy. And then it get, got to the point where, Hey, now you got to be honest with us because we're not going to put you in some of those harms way. Um, so that has a lot of that growing maturity. Once you recognize how tough they are and what they can play through. And, and he did that in his first year for us. Giant season tickets are on sale now for the 2022 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seats starting at just 100 bucks. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And that also speaks of the evolution of a player. And the other thing that comes with evolving as a player is learning new schemes when you get to the NFL. Wink Martindale is the Giants' new defensive coordinator. Interestingly, Coach, when he was at Cincinnati and even if you go back to his UConn days, he's played for a lot of different defensive coordinators in terms of your background, Marcus Freeman, Mike Tressel now. How better does that prepare him, the fact that he's constantly had to learn new schemes throughout his collegiate career? Well, we always try to tell him that, that that's the great preparation now. I mean, consistency is, is the hallmark of greatness, but your ability to be able to adapt and adjust is so key, especially making it the next level. And uh, we've been pretty similar even though we've had some changes here, you know, mainly because I'm, you know, involved with you know the defense a lot. But I think just the ability for even his freshman year, he was one thing at at uh, at UConn, and his, his sophomore year, he was playing another position. So even though the consistency once he got here of schematics, uh, we still evolved, and and he changed in his position too. So all those things challenged him greatly. Uh, and we knew going into this past year, we had to find other ways to challenge him. And it was more on the mental side of things with, with some of the third down packages, whether it's coverage or rush, um, that even though it might be the similar scheme, he's been challenged to grow in a lot of different aspects of understanding the game. On the topic of familiarity, nine players drafted from your program, a school record six on the defensive side of the ball and two are now heading to New Jersey because you got Darian Beavers with the Giants and Sauce Gardner with the Jets. Not to say that they're going to have a lot of free time on their hands, Coach, because they're going to be learning about the X's and O's, but 
from a familiarity standpoint, because you talked about how when he came over to Cincinnati, he knew a lot of the players going back to his high school days. How much does it help to have sauce not too far away with the New York Jets? I think it's always a good thing. We, we all know that when you take that next step into that, that pro level, I mean, it, it's different. And, and sometimes the mental side of things, not just understanding the game or the playbook, but just all the things that go into the business side of it, uh, to have somebody that you might be within 30, 40 minutes of, um, that kind of can take you back and let you decompress as, as you know, as they know all those guys, you know, there are going to be guys on his team he's going to connect with, but sometimes it's even harder because it might be guys you're competing against for certain spots. So for both of them, I think it's going to be a really unique thing. And, and uh, I think they'll use it in some ways, uh, especially as, you know, they, they go through this summer period and into fall camp uh, just to be able to kind of, you know, share some of their stories about what they're going through in the business side of uh, this next journey of their life. Well, speaking of the next step and the next journey in a player's life, I want to go a little bit outside of Cincinnati because interestingly, coach, the Giants drafted Evan Neal, who you went up against and you had to solve when you played Alabama in the college football playoff, the semifinals. I know obviously you've been analyzing and going over a lot of different players, but I'm just curious, considering Alabama was your most recent opponent and he's also coming to the Giants, what jumped out to you? He was playing left tackle. They're probably going to start him out at right tackle, but his skill set and how that could translate to the NFL level. Well, obviously, you know, I, I think that first and foremost, the people obviously knows it can move. And, and I think at the next level, they're always looking about the pass. Can they pass block? Cause it's so critical with the edges. Uh, and what we maybe didn't recognize as much as how physical he is at the point of attack. And, uh, you know, they ran the ball pretty darn well against us, unfortunately. Um, but that's where I, I Probably watching the film, I thought they were much more of a, a passing team going into that. And he was very good in space with his, you know, obviously with his pass sets. And we weren't, you know, thinking that, hey, we're going to just line up on an edge and probably win some one-on-ones on, on guys like him. Um, but what I was overly, you know, probably more impressed with afterwards is his physicality, his ability to move guys up front, uh, especially at the point of attack. Well, he'll be having to deal with Darian Beavers now on the opposite side as they are teammates for Big Blue. He is the head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats, Luke Fickle, as Darian Beavers was selected in the sixth round by the New York Giants. Coach, can't thank you enough. Greatly appreciate the time and the insight. Looking forward to following Darian's career, and best of luck with your program moving forward. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You got it. This is the Giants Huddle Podcast, which you can catch on Giants.com, the mobile app, and your favorite podcast platforms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.